On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Monday, February the 7th. We are back from the All-Star break, refreshed, revitalized, and ready for the uh, push to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Absolutely. It's basically starting right now as we're down to the home stretch now in the regular season. we still got a lot to go, though. There's like half the season still. The trade deadline's been pushed back a little bit because of the schedule uh, being a little bit altered this year. Uh, but we still have plenty of regular season hockey, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh, Andrew McGinnis with me. I'm Ian Cameron. We'll have Jimmy Murphy momentarily, hopefully, with us as well. Uh, as we are ready to uh, get things going, uh, once again, in the National Hockey League, we have two games uh, coming out of the All-Star break for this Monday card. I believe both of them rescheduled. It was part of that deal where the NHL was canceling some Canadian teams' home games earlier uh, in the season uh, so that they could try to get at least some people in the in the crowd later on. Uh, otherwise, I don't think we would have had games today. So uh, these are two rescheduled matchups here, New Jersey, Ottawa, Carolina, Toronto. Uh, of course, we will break those down in just a second. Happy to have everybody back. Uh, we're going to talk All-Star Game. We won't miss out on that opportunity to talk at least a little bit about what transpired briefly, but mostly for me to rip on it, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but nevertheless, um, I do want to mention a couple things about the show. Obviously, now we're going to be back seven days a week pretty much for the rest of the uh, season. Uh, we're looking forward, by the way, uh, I guess you could call this an announcement of sorts. We're going to have our man from Latvia as a regular weekend contributor to the show moving forward. Uh, Renus Vitalins, who's been on a couple of times. So we're looking forward to having him uh, be on the show Saturdays, Sundays, throughout the uh, course of the season. Looking forward to that. Simply because, you know, as much as I'm totally cool with doing the show on my own Saturdays and Sundays. It's nice to have, you know, other people around and that's going to guarantee the case because Andrew's in and out Saturdays and Sundays. Jimmy rarely does weekends because he's got, you know, his daughter to take care of and he's got work as well. Same thing with Alex. He's in and out some on the Saturday, Sunday shows. So this will ensure we've got some people and still a well-rounded panel, if you will, uh, to be on the show on a Saturday and Sunday. We'll have some special guests, by the way, as well, the next couple of Saturdays, at least uh, on the show. Uh, so excited about that. So uh, terrific stuff there. Vito's and done Ian, those days already. I miss during the week, especially, I'll try and go on the weekend. Usually I try and make up for it. Like if I have a full week of shows and I kind of give myself the weekend, if I miss a weekday, I try and make up for it on the weekend. Yeah, it's okay. But that's exactly why we're going to, we're really going to be filling the Saturdays and Sundays with special guests moving forward. And of course, Vito's going to be a regular uh, Ice Guys uh, contributor on the air on the weekends moving forward as well. So uh, we'll have the weekends covered, of course, because we're seven days a week. We don't take days off here uh, on the Ice Guys. All right, let's talk All-Star Game this past weekend. The skills competition, really the only thing I want to mention was really Trevor Zegras. That was the highlight of it. 
it really was pretty cool what he was able to do there blindfolded skating around in circles uh, puck on his stick and then he just fires it into the back of the net can't even see he's getting stuff thrown at him like aka the dodgeball movie with vince vaughn uh, back in the day uh, so that was pretty. That was probably the highlight of the skills competition. Uh, you know, I'm not a big thing for these gimmicky events. You know, fastest skater. You know, shooting at the targets in all four corners of the net. I, I like the old school stuff, but you know, basically, you know, when you look at uh, what we saw, I know they wanted to spotlight Las Vegas and the strip and the scenery uh, that uh, Las Vegas provides, and you saw that with the Bellagio uh, doing a, an event at the Bellagio, doing the uh, shooting at the uh, deck of cards on the strip. Uh, to me, it was. Like I say, the skills competition is cool to see what these guys can do and show off their ability and their talent. But to me, I'd just rather them play an actual game. Uh, but Trevor Zegers, hats off to him for uh, what he was able to do in the skills competition. It was an incredible display of talent uh, and ability by him, uh, and it was fun to see that take place. And then the game itself, you know, it was what it was, right? It's your typical all-star game, right? It's uh, no no physicality. There's no defense. Nobody's blocking shots. It's just it's just basically one two on one and one odd man rush and one breakaway after another uh, for about 60 minutes of game time. Uh, that's about it. Uh, you know, the good saves, obviously some good passing ability, good, obviously playmaking. You see the skill and the talent that these guys have. But, you know, to me, I it became crystallized. To me, this weekend, Andrew, watching not only the All-Star game, but the NFL Pro Bowl, you take hitting and physicality and any, all that out of these two sports, and, and it's not as fun to watch. It's not even close. I mean, it is such a big part of what makes hockey such an exciting sport is the physical part of it. You can hit someone, the intensity when you're blocking a shot, you're sacrificing yourself, you know, you're trying to play good, solid defensive hockey. Uh, I mean, you miss that in the All-Star game, and certainly we didn't see that in the NFL Pro Bowl where you can't even tackle anybody uh, anymore with that. So it just goes to show you how much you miss uh, of the actual game that we know to love when it's taken away a little bit in the All-Star game. You just don't have defense. You don't have anybody making a, a body contact or body checks or anything like that. So I'm glad the All-Star weekend is over. You know, it's not, there's a couple things you like. You certainly like to see the skill and the talent, and there's an abundance of it in this league. You like to see that on display. But boy, oh boy, I'm not, it is nice to have that in the rearview mirror. And now we're back to NHL action. And by the way, to the NHL, the last thing you should be thinking of in your meeting, hmm, what do we do to make the All-Star game even more entertaining for the fans? Uh, the, the three words, Machine Gun Kelly, should not come to mind. All right? That was a travesty. All right? This is a guy that was a rapper, wasn't very good to begin with with that, and he's become some uh, emo punk rock guy, and he's even worse at that. And someone <laughs> in the NHL uh, offices said, hmm, that'll get the fans all revved up for and pumped up for a big All-Star game here in Las Vegas. Let's have Machine Gun get Kelly play. Uh, for this uh, for this uh, all-star game. And the place was dead. There's some guy just bored out of his skull watching this guy in the rearview uh, camera during the performance going like this. Just looking like that. Like, <laughs> just bored as shit. Bored stiff. Couldn't, you know, just couldn't take it, that performance. It was that bad. So, you know, just terrible. And they, they make a mistake with the musical performers every year in terms of scheduling someone halfway decent. And I'm not someone that rips on new music. I'm more of an older Classic rock, classic hip-hop, classic 90s, 80s, 70s, 60s, those eras of music. But I like some new music. I like some new rock. Hell, I even like some new popular music. Like The Weeknd is phenomenal. I'm not ashamed to admit that. He's absolutely terrific. He's got great lyrics. He tells a story. There's some there's some energy in his music. There's you know good beats to it, good production, all of that. That's good newer music. 
machine gun Kelly, no, not the case. And uh, so, yeah, they better rethink their uh, musical choices at All-Star Games uh, moving forward. Uh, that's my uh, diatribe about that. Uh, Andrew, uh, just some thoughts overall on that this past weekend. Yeah, you know, I was in and out. I didn't watch all of it by any means. I, You know, especially nowadays with, like, the ability to just hop on YouTube like a half an hour after something happens and watch it that way is, is definitely something – for me, anyway, I, I do quite a bit, but I watched a little bit of it. I lost a bet on uh, McDavid to win the uh, fastest gator. I I thought even you know even though he was the favorite, still at plus one fifty, I, I had to take it. Um, but <laughs> Alex in the comment section, glad I got here at the right time to see Ian rip on MGK. What's up, Alex? Uh, yeah, uh, MG cringe is what I would call it. Yep. But uh, you know what? You know he he's he he is what he is, and he he kind of appeals to a certain crowd, and he kind of. I don't know if you saw that 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 picture Ian going around social sure, media. Sure, as hell didn't look like he appealed to twenty thousand people at <laughs> yeah, Arena on yeah. You know what killed me though? There was a picture of Connor McDavid and uh, and MGK in the locker room after the game, and it looked very similar to uh, McDavid with those fans at the airport, where he just like looked super uncomfortable. And then the top comment was. What the hell happened to, to Leon Dreisaitl? <laughs> Everybody kept on saying that was MGK was Leon Dreisaitl. But you know what? I, I think that what one thing that I really learned from watching that, and I had people messaging me about it. And obviously, I'm a younger person, but people are like, "Holy shit!" Like the the NHL All Star Game, the average age must be like 23 years old. Like you know, it's unbelievable. Look at okay, close your rule out there, winning the MVP of the All Star Game. He's, he's got like 20 years on half his teammates. You know, it's unbelievable, really, uh, you know, to see how young the, the league is. You know, every every single player out there could barely even grow facial hair. Um, it, it's it's pretty cool to see. And, you know, the three-on-three, -three, look, I might be the only person in the world that isn't the biggest fan of three-on-three. -three. It's fun for like two minutes. And then it's like, okay, like this isn't hockey. You know what I mean? Like, um, it, like you said, it's it's pretty much a breakaway challenge for two periods is what it is. And I got more excited when I saw some cool saves than I did for anything else. But uh, I'll be completely honest with you, Ian. I did bet it. I've had some good success in the past. I got I did not do well with it the entire weekend. I, I didn't bet, you know, a shit ton of events. I didn't bet hardest shot and that kind of stuff. But what I did make money on this weekend was the Olympic uh, women's ice hockey. Uh, all, all different. Yeah, it was you and everybody cool. else that follows hockey and bets hockey on Twitter, yeah. apparently. But I wasn't just betting the favorites. Everybody else was just betting USA and Canada. But I was actually, I was getting involved with Japan and China and different things. But uh, yeah, so it, it, in short, I missed hockey. Uh, obviously, we haven't had uh, hockey since last Wednesday, as far as the NHL goes. Um, and I don't know about you, but I kind of like how they're easing into it with just two games. So. Uh, two games on tap tonight, Devils and Sens and the Hurricanes at uh, the Leafs. Freddie makes his return uh, to Toronto. So, uh, yeah, look forward to it. And, you know, I don't really have any hate against Here, – here's my what I'll say about the All-Star game and the All-Star stuff. Because uh, let's be honest, you're, you're, you're kind of giving it the get off my lawn as <laughs> like the old Marenzi, right? Yeah, uh, and 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 I'm kind of in between where it's like you just kind of have to know what you're getting into now. You know what I mean? Like things change. You know what I mean? So like everybody knows what's going to happen. So we kind of just have to expect it. You know, like with the Pro Bowl yesterday, we all know there's no tackling and it's getting worse every year. So why complain about it? We already know. 
Like, yeah. to me, it makes me laugh when people complain about stuff that we already knew was going to happen. Yeah. Like, where the, where's the defense in this all-star game? Like, did you really expect there to be defense and checking? Yeah. You know, yeah, like, that's yep. that's kind of the way I think about it. But I will say, I saw some – I don't know if you remember the goal where uh, Timo Myers slipped by somebody, and it made me, made me laugh because the defender could have crunched him. Like, if he was in a real game, he would have got, like, the hip check of a lifetime. But these, these forwards knew they weren't going to get hit. So they were like doing things they never would have usually done, you know, like chipping the puck up and then just going right by the defender. When if they played, did that in real games, they would get just like destroyed. <laughs> so I feel like the forwards kind of took advantage of knowing there wasn't going to be any contact. They did. And uh, yeah, zero contact. There was not a single body check recorded <laughs> to, in that hockey game whatsoever. Tom Wilson should have lit somebody up. <laughs> yeah. Like, like someone said on Twitter, do we, we need to get Tom uh, Wilson out on the ice to cross check machine gun Kelly into the boards after that performance. Someone said on that, I didn't see that. It was one of the best tweets of the friggin' weekend. <laughs> oh, it had me absolute. There were a couple of them that I actually retweeted. It was just absolutely... that would be one time where they'd actually be cheering him for you know a dirty play uh, on the ice there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, Ian, I've actually like I've seen YouTube videos. There's a video I watched with uh, it was like a day with Tom Wilson, him and his son, and with the cup, I think. Uh, he's actually seems like a great guy. Like, oh, of course he is. That's he, what I hear yeah. on the, on yeah. the ice. Sometimes he turns into a different like persona a little bit. Yeah. You he, just he get caught good. up in the yeah. adrenaline and the emotion of the game. Uh, and you see someone that's, uh, you know, you, you, you know, is a dangerous threat on the other team and you got a chance to line him up. Uh, whether you say it's borderline or going over the line, he'll make that opportunity to yeah. take advantage of it. But that doesn't mean he's an absolute son of a bitch off the ice. He probably <laughs> isn't. Most of those guys aren't. Yeah, for sure. It was funny, um, the mic'd up where he said to his teammate, I think it was, who was it who was with him? And they, they said, uh, yeah, I really just hope, I'm, I'm glad they didn't announce the names individually. I probably would have gotten booed. And then like 30 <laughs> seconds later, from the Washington Capitals, and they just all start booing him. I thought that was pretty funny. But he seemed like he had a really fun time. Yep. He did. Yeah, definitely. He has kept a lower profile this year. You're right. Not as much uh, in the uh, limelight for uh, stuff going on uh, during a game like last year it was just one of the one for the record books for Tom Wilson. It seemed like there was some incident or some controversy surrounding Tom Wilson every couple of weeks. So uh, you're right. It's been a lot less uh, headlines uh, from a, a disciplinary standpoint for Tom Wilson so far this year. Uh, let's see if uh, we can maintain some discipline here with this two game card, uh, only two games, but uh, we'll see if we can find some edges here. We've got Carolina and Toronto, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs minus one thirty. Uh, home favorites, six and a half being the total here uh, in this game. Should be interesting to see how this uh, game plays out with these uh, two teams. Uh, when you look at it, obviously two teams com coming into this game or going into the break. I don't think there were two teams playing uh, better hockey than both the Carolina Hurricanes uh, and the Toronto Maple Leafs, both of them on a roll. Uh, when you look at this game, very interesting. Not surprising at all to see Sheldon Keefe give Jack Campbell a break. I mean, he's a guy that was uh, in the All-Star festivities this past weekend. I think it makes sense. You know, give him a chance to, uh, you know, decompress a little bit, uh, find his way back here to uh, Toronto with his teammates. Because remember, the Leafs practiced yesterday, the ones that weren't in the uh, All-Star Weekend festivities. They practiced yesterday. Uh, obviously, Austin Matthews and Jack Campbell wouldn't have been part of that. So uh, definitely it's good to see Jack, you know, rested. He'll give Peter Morazic a start. I think the fact that Peter Morazic used to be with Carolina made the decision fairly easy. Uh, for uh, Sheldon Keefe to say, let's give Morazic the start here uh, in this game between the uh, Canes and Leafs. And on the other side, 
Uh, it'll be Freddie Anderson, of course, facing his former team, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, in this game. But what can you say about the way these teams played? I mean, rolling going into the break, playing great hockey. Uh, you would expect both of these teams to really want to prove a point here for Carolina. It was 7-1 and one in their last eight games going into the break. For the Leafs, it was five straight wins going into the break, punctuated by a 7-1 to one thrashing. Uh, over the New Jersey Devils. That was the night we were doing our betcast yeah. uh, right before the uh, All-Star break. And uh, I think a lot of us uh, made some kind of coin off that game, whether it was uh, props in that game, whether it was Toronto team total over, whether it was the full game over. I think that game treated uh, Andrew, me, the crew, and a lot of our viewers and listeners very well. Uh, so that was good to see that. And uh, by the way, we're going to have the next betcast next week, probably next Tuesday. We haven't officially announced it yet, but Probably can expect it to be next Tuesday. And the, again, the weekly betcasts starting next week. Uh, we're definitely looking forward to those here on the ice. If it's anything like the first one, they're going to be a lot of fun uh, for the rest of the season and hopefully just as profitable uh, as well. But uh, yeah, this game's interesting to me, uh, Andrew. I guess I'd lean Carolina slightly, but I'm staying off the side. And I've already bet the over in this game. I bet it overnight uh, or late last night because I knew it was going to move. You know, we saw six. It's gone up to six and a half here in this game. Well, there's no doubt there is that prevailing thought that we're going to see probably some goals in the first day or two coming out of the all-star break. The first games played for a lot of these teams. It's hard to envision something otherwise because we've seen such a strong history of a lot of these first games after some kind of break or respite in the schedule uh, being uh, higher scoring. So it wouldn't surprise me to see that here uh, in this game uh, with the uh, Hurricanes uh, and the Leafs. You know, Mitch Marner to score a goal is certainly something that's on the radar. Seven-game goal-scoring streak for him. Eight goals, eight assists uh, in those seven games. The shots on goal prop has been fantastic if you've been taking that lately. And really, you can trace it back to about a couple of weeks before the break when they're basically saying, come on, Mitch, shoot the puck, man. And I know you got great vision and I know you're playmaking and you're passing and you're always wanting to defer to your line mate when you're on the ice and you have the puck on your stick, but you've got an underrated shot and you don't use it enough. And, and now he is using it and he's finding out, Hey, I'm, I'm not bad at this. Uh, shoot the puck and score goals thing uh, right now for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And like we say, he's on a seven game uh, goal streak, eight goals during that time. So certainly got to consider that uh, when it comes to this game tonight uh, between these two teams. But as far as the side and the total goes, just the over for me, I got over six minus 120. Uh, even at six and a half now, I would still endorse it. I think a uh, pretty good chance here we see uh, these two teams find the back of the net. Uh, and even though there's no Kakanyemi and Tara Vinen for Carolina tonight, still more than enough weapons to really trouble the uh, Leafs. Marty Natchez is starting to find his footing again offensively. Kind of went through a little bit of a downturn for a bit, but Marty Natchez is really starting to heat up again for the Hurricanes. And it goes without saying, Aho, Trocek, Svechnikov, uh, Niederreiter, uh, they're always a threat to score goals. Don't forget Seth Jarvis, uh, you know, as well, who is, just keeps on uh, chipping in offensively as well for the Leafs. I mean, it could go a bunch of different ways. Mitch Marner is one of their, the, the, the riding the hot hand right now, but. You know, you've still got Nylander, uh, Matthews to worry about. Jason Spezza has found the back of the goal. Michael Bunting's been awesome lately. There's another one that you might want to consider. Michael Bunting's just uh, feeling it right now before the break as well. So good prop game. I like the game to go over the total as well. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? A good one, Carolina-Toronto. Yeah, it is a good one. It's kind of funny uh, what the NHL gave us uh, tonight, Ian. Uh, one game, uh, 
next game, pretty good battle. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, Devil sends and then the Leafs and the Hurricanes. Some great storylines as well. Like you mentioned, the goaltenders and, uh, uh, you know, goal scoring streak with, with Mitch and Carolina being at the top of their division. Um, you know, so are the Leafs. You know, they're up there. And, and pretty much these guys have pretty much this close to the same amount of points on the season. They're both up there at the top. Um, I'll tell you, I like the uh, Hurricanes. I already bet them. I like them in this game. Um, even though it's before the break, I, I truthfully think that uh, this the Maple Leafs, you know, this this winning streak that they're on right now, the five game win streak, two of them were against the Devils, you know, and the Devils just were absolutely horrible uh, against the Maple Leafs, especially in that first one, allowing the uh, comeback. Uh, and you look at a couple of the other games they play. I believe it was San Jose. Um, you know, a couple weaker teams down the list. Just to look, look, look at my notes here. Yeah, uh, Detroit, Anaheim, the Islanders weren't playing that great of hockey. Um, you look at Carolina. I mean, same thing with them. They haven't beat. They haven't defeated like amazing teams recently. But they did play New York. They did play Vegas. You know, and even though it was a couple days ago, it does kind of affect my handicap. Looking at the fact that Toronto, you know, feeling pretty good about themselves defeated some bad teams and what way to go into an all-star break than to just beat down the devils back to back times. And all of a sudden Austin Matthews can go have some beers in Las Vegas. I mean, not a bad way to end your uh, first half of the season, but I think Rod Brendamore is going to have his team ready. Uh, they're a well-rounded team. And the biggest thing that I like, as far as this game goes, Ian, which I think will be the biggest focal point, the Carolina hurricanes, have the number one penalty kill in the entire National Hockey League. This Maple Leafs team, dangerous, dangerous PP. They know how to get it done. They've got snipers all over the ice. Morgan Riley from the point as well. Uh, you know, the stats say that Carolina can shut them down from that point. And so, look, I, I landed on the dog right away in this one. And also, one thing I wanted to mention was, um, and I want to get your thoughts on this, Ian, I like to look towards road teams after the All-Star break. The reason being, from what I know um, about these professional athletes and stuff, is that you get back into business mode when you get on the road. You know, if you ever watch a documentary or a YouTube series with a team, that's, you know, when you get into business mode. If you're just at home, you're at your family house, you know, you're driving to the rink. Uh, you know, if you're on the, on the road, you know, you're on the team charter jet, you know, you're going to team dinners, you're having team film sessions. Everything's a lot more team oriented. So just like a snap of the fingers, the Carolina team, they're back together. They fly into Toronto. Um, I think they're ready to go. And uh, let's not forget, like you said, the Freddie Anderson angle, uh, something I really like. So Mitch Marner over two and a half shots on goal. Minus 110 is pretty much a, an auto bet for me right now until they change that minus one. If I see a guy getting seven shots in a game and they give me a minus 110, Ian, sign me up. Uh, you mentioned his name. I do believe so anyway. Um, I have bet a goal scorer for tonight, and it's Seth Jarvis at plus 275 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, Seth Jarvis has definitely been someone that, from the bargain bin standpoint, I've, I remember when I when he first arrived on the scene in Carolina, and he scored immediately, and I'm like, wow, we better start betting, looking at some uh, ways to maybe get involved here with Seth Jarvis props. And I was getting some plus 400s, plus 450s with him at that time, and boy, uh, right away, he showed you what he was capable of offensively. Now, this year for Carolina, he's been, you know, after a strong year last year, been more of a struggle for him at times uh, this year. But I like that the shots on goal for him, he's getting chances. 
You know, he did get an assist in the New Jersey game. He had those games in January against the Bruins and Rangers where he scored in back-to-back games. So you are definitely seeing him at least get those opportunities again. And, uh, yeah, you're getting him obviously at a better price than you'll get, say, Ajo and uh, some of the other, Nita Ryder and some and Svechnikov. You're definitely going to get a better price with uh, a guy like Seth Jarvis. Yeah, great price there. And I forgot to mention Mrazic, but, uh, I mean, that certainly plays into it for me. Not getting Campbell soup, I mean. Uh, to me, even though he was at the all-star break, Morazic hasn't really been the same. I don't know. I, I, he's five and two has a decent goals against, but a lot of people won't look at who he's played Ian, and, uh, they have, they've given him some layups on the season. And, uh, you know, I've looked into that a little bit and I think that Carolina will take advantage of him. So, um, Freddie, I mean, Hey, what did Brendan Moore say about uh, Frederick Anderson today? They, he called him consistent. And I think that he'll be consistent tonight against the Leafs. He knows those guys. And the last time these two teams played, Austin Matthews got a goal and and Carolina still won. You know, so uh, it's going to take more than just Matthews showing up tonight uh, for the Leafs to beat them. And honestly, a lot of it's just like, give me a plus price with the Hurricanes, um, which you don't really get often. And and I'll take it here in this spot. As far as the total goes, I, I might be a little bit on the other side just just because I, I really think that uh, Car- Carolina can play a good defensive game and they've got four lines that can roll. They'll get pucks deep. And the Maple Leafs, they, I don't think they're going to try and trade goals. They, they have done better you know, defensively, being more responsible lately. Um, but I'll tell you what, I think if this game goes over, it's Carolina pushing it over, not Toronto. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, like I say, six was uh, the the number I I got at the in terms of the. I'm on. Bo- I'll just say it right now. I'm on the over in both games tonight. I mean, and it's definitely something that it, to me it made sense mm-hmm. to me that uh, certainly the next game we'll talk about. There's dicey goaltending with both of those teams as well. Yeah. So, uh, very important to keep that in mind going into that next game. And uh, you know, when you look at offensively, you know, both of these teams going into the break, especially Toronto, uh, playing extremely well. And again, that All Star break. Uh, providing a little bit of just you know shaky at the back end, turnover, sloppy play. We've just seen it consistently in this league the first day or two after an extended break or an extended time off. So, yeah, the Toronto-Carolina, both teams to score in the first period. If there's ever a game maybe you want to look at that, it's this game mm-hmm. at a nice price there, plus uh, 140. Uh, you could probably that's you can get a pretty good you'll, you'll get that probably plus one forty or plus one fifty still a really good price with that so I would definitely not talk anyone out of making uh, a wager on that prop the, uh, both teams to score first period uh, at plus one forty in that range here between the uh, Canes uh, and uh, the Leafs all right next up we've got the New Jersey Devils and the Ottawa Senators Ottawa minus one thirty home favorites here six the total six and a half in some spots so make sure. Uh, you shop around when it comes to the total. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention about Morazic and uh, Andrew brought up that, uh, you know, a lot of the games he's faced this year have been on back-to-backs and they've been against weaker competition. There's uh, That is definitely true. You look at the schedule for Morazic. He's faced Ottawa. He's faced Detroit. He's faced Chicago. He's faced Arizona. He's faced the Islanders who've struggled. He's faced Detroit again, and he faced New Jersey, you know, the last time in relief of Campbell. I mean, that's a, that's a sisters of the poor lineup right there in terms of who he's played. Uh, at the uh, uh, in terms of the opposing team, so now you're playing one of the best teams in the NHL. So it is a good test for Morazic, who's really had all his starts against uh, mediocre to below average teams this year. All right, getting to New Jersey and Ottawa. Obviously, the big news is Jack Hughes positive COVID nineteen test after participating in uh, the All Star festivities this weekend, so he won't play. 
Uh, it looks like Dougie Hamilton is still uh, out as well for the Devils. And of course, uh, their top two goalies aren't ready to come back yet either. Talking about Mackenzie Blackwood and Jonathan Bernier. So you're looking at either John Gillies or Nico Dawes as your starting goalie. Now, they haven't confirmed who that's going to be. By the way, Lindy Ruff will be back behind the bench for the Devils as well. He was away from the team last week. His father passed away, uh, but he will be back behind the bench for the Devils tonight uh, for this first game following the break. Uh, when I look at this matchup, Hughes' loss we know is significant. There's no question it forces Lindy Ruff to have to shuffle uh, the forward lines a little bit. Looks like on his top line tonight, Nico Hishier is going to move up there and be with Jesper Bratt and Igor Sharangovich uh, on the uh, Devils' top line. It's going to be Jesper uh, Boquist, Pavel Zaka, Jimmy Vesey uh, on the second line for New Jersey. Andreas Janssen, Dawson Mercer, Thomas Tatar, the third line. And Yanni Kuokinen, uh, Michael McLeod, and Nathan Bastian uh, on the uh, fourth line. So the main change is obviously the elevation for Nico Hishier, who's more than capable, obviously. And I think the benefit factor of that is going to be, and this is a prop that I like the most in this game for New Jersey, it's Jesper Bratt. This guy is shooting the puck left and right. He's finally finding the back of the net here. He's getting chances, it seems, every game. He's making an impact every game. He's right where he needs to be. He's getting looks at the net. You look at the last several games for Bratt, going back to January 6th, uh, he has gotten at least two shots and more often than not three shots on goal uh, in a lot of these games recently. So there's a shot prop I like for uh, New Jersey tonight here is Jesper Bratt over two and a half shots on goal. I also like uh, Jesper Bratt to score a goal. Uh, we have definitely, I've been looking to bet that quite a bit. Now the last four games, he's been held off the score sheet. But when you're talking about a guy that's had uh, eight or sorry, 10 shots on goal in the last four games combined, don't be fooled by that. Oh, he hasn't scored in four games. He's getting the looks. He's getting the chances. He's shooting the puck a lot. You know, at some point, a guy, and a guy that's playing on the top line tonight for the New Jersey Devils uh, with Heeshear and Sharon Govich, when you see those kind of stats, you know that eventually uh, you're going to find the back of the net when you keep getting good looks like that and more likely to get it when you're facing. To Ottawa's credit, they've actually, they're not, they're not terrible defensively, and Matt Murray's been a little bit better lately, but still opportunities should be there for New Jersey uh, to find the back of the net tonight. And the Devils, certainly, the last time they took the ice fault before the break, we know what happened. It was a 7-1 to beatdown at the hands of the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I expect a really spirited, strong effort from the Devils tonight uh, in this game against Ottawa. On the flip side, you know, Ottawa, we know what they're capable of. Ottawa's definitely a team that uh, you, I like to bet them, back them in spots. Uh, they did lose three of the last four. Uh, going into the break, they lost to Carolina, Anaheim, and the uh, Islanders. They did upset Ottawa, or sorry, they did upset Edmonton, rather, 3-2 uh, in overtime. And Murray was very good in net, I remember, in that game, uh, helping the Senators beat uh, the Edmonton Oilers that night. It was a great game for Timmy Stutzla, who'd be the one I'd look at from a, goal, uh, from a prop standpoint for the Ottawa Senators uh, here tonight uh, in this game, especially when you're talking about Norris and Batherson still out for an extended period of time. Uh, Tim Stutzla has been the guy that's really elevated, you know, in the couple of games since those uh, two key players for the Ottawa Senators, uh, Norris and Batherson, have been out. So I definitely would consider Stutzla props if I'm looking at Ottawa. I'm passing on the side here. I I kind of lean New Jersey, but I don't, I don't trust their goaltending enough. You know, whether it's Gillies or whether it's Dawes, they've got real issues in between the pipes right now. I know I'm not laying a price with Ottawa. I like Ottawa as a mid-sized dog or any sort of plus price. I'll, I'm interested. Laying a price like this, minus 135, I'm not interested. And they're 2-5 and five as a favorite. 
uh, in their last seven games, the Ottawa Senators. I remember they were minus 170 against Buffalo at home. They lost. You know, there's still a little bit of a shaky proposition when it comes to laying a price with them as chalk. Ottawa often will rise to the occasion, pull an upset against a team that's pretty good as a big dog. Now they're expected to win, laying a price, and just two and five as a favorite their last seven. So I'm not ready to lay a price with Ottawa. Like I said, I'm going to look at some props. Uh, Jesper Bratt for New Jersey more than anybody else, and probably Tim Stutzla for Ottawa. And I do like the over. I did bet over six here at minus 125. I think you can still see a couple of places where you can get a six, but for the most part, it's moved to six and a half. Like I say, New Jersey's goaltending just can't be trusted. And if it is Nico, now we know John Gillies has struggled, but if it is Nico Dawes, he had a great start against Buffalo. And then I remember the next start he had, which was against Calgary, he got pulled. He got obliterated in the first period. It was in New Jersey and Calgary just shelled him. In the first period of that game, he got pulled uh, very early. So which Nico Dawes is it going to be? He was very good against Buffalo, but you have to remember who the quality of competition or lack thereof. You were facing Buffalo, uh, and then you got lit up by Calgary. So it's either going to be him or it's going to be John Gillies, who, again, uh, has had a difficult time as well with a 3.43 goals against average, 894 save percentage. We just saw him give up six goals in that 7-1 to loss to the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So the over for me, and I like those props that I mentioned. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here, Devils Senators? Well, first and foremost, Chris Otto, uh, it was great to, uh, I think, meet him for the first time. I don't know if we had him last time on the BetCast, but either way, he was, it was yep. great. Yeah, it was great to see him doing his magic uh, live on the show, you know, with his stats and his sheets of paper and the spreadsheets. Uh, we have to, you know, shout out the New Jersey Devils first 10 minutes uh, and the first period overrun with this team right now. It's yes. definitely worth a mention. Uh, if you're playing this game, look, you could take the full game as well. It has jumped up to six and a half or it is six and a half for the total. So I get it. You're paying a premium um, for that first period over or first 10. But hey, uh, it's like I was saying earlier, Ian. Sometimes chalk is chalk. But, uh, you know, if I told you something's going to happen like 17 times in a row, well, you had to lay some chalk would you do it Pro you know we all probably would <laughs> uh, that's kind of the way i see it so um i, I like that that this game to start off quickly but i did lock in the senators minus 120 overnight so obviously the number moved um you i got a better like price that. with them at least than now yeah 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 i it was one of those games where i really did want to take that overnight um which is funny because I told you, I think maybe uh, privately or something like that, that I haven't really been doing that much. Like the overnight plays, I've been releasing plays a lot a lot later. But uh, I, I, I've said this countless times on this show, and I'll say it again. I really do think that the Devils are one of the teams in the league that needs to be at full health. When they lose a player, you know, albeit a player like Jack Hughes, it hurts them big time. Like big time. You know, if, if certain certain teams in the league... If Tampa Bay lost Stamkos tomorrow for a couple of days, I wouldn't really bat an eye if they're playing a mediocre team. I wouldn't. But, you know, you lose Jack Hughes and you lose several shots a game, bunch of ice time, you know, um, some confidence. You lose uh, chemistry with your lines, all that stuff. Throw in the fact you got a defenseman out. Throw in the fact that you haven't seen Mackenzie Blackwood in nets in how, how long. Um, and the Ottawa Senators, they're a team that, you know, look back at that uh, uh, OT victory they had against um, the Oilers. You know, Sir, there's just some fight. And I get what you're saying about how they've done well as a dog and in games that nobody thought they would win. But 
I think they get up for this one. And I think that uh, they get lots of rest. You know, I think that they're, they're ready to go. Um, they're motivated before the all-star break and they got to start winning these games against teams they should beat. So um, I, I like the senators here tonight. I've locked in Timmy Stutzla to get a point at the DraftKings Sportsbook, minus 135, uh, over 0.5 points. I, I I will say he has been shooting the puck quite a bit, um, so I wouldn't mind his shots on goal prop, but I do feel like he gets involved tonight on one of the goals and uh, gets me a goal or an assist, and I'm willing to take that safer route, Ian, uh, with, the, uh, with the point prop. So that's all I've locked in so far. I will say um, I found out, I actually had a, someone text me, uh, a buddy of mine, a couple, couple minutes ago saying, you know, it's been 14 games since Kachuk scored, and my jaw dropped when I saw that. And over at the DraftKings Sportsbook, it's plus 135 for him to score tonight. So that was kind of the crappy thing was like, the odds aren't very good, but if you took him or Stutzler to score a goal, I think one of those two might get it, and you're getting you know plus money. So, hey, that's just me, but... Um, I don't think for a guy that hasn't scored in 14 games, plus 135 is the best value in the world. But it, I think if you take both those guys, one of them are, are, are going to get a point for you. Or yep. a goal. Absolutely. And you're right about uh, Stutzla's shots on goal. I'd look at that. I'd also look at Connor Brown, who's returning to the lineup for the Ottawa Senators. He's been out for a while. Uh, jaw injury, uh, a broken jaw, missed the last 10 games. Not only on, in the top six, which is, you know, not, no surprise he's a top six on this team especially, which does lack, you know, in the bottom six forwards a little bit. You expect him to be in the top six, but he's actually going to be on the top line tonight uh, for this Ottawa Senators team based on uh, morning skate line combinations earlier today. So Connor Brown, they've got him slotted with Tim Stutzla and Brady Kachuk uh, on that top line for the uh, Ottawa Senators. So Connor Brown shots, look at that. And he had four in the game before he got hurt. Uh, four shots on goal, so and to score a goal as well, Connor Brown. He's right around the same price range as uh, Tim Stutzla, plus two ten, plus two twenty five to score a goal, and you can get Jesper Bratt plus two seventy five to plus three hundred uh, to score a goal. And I like his shots on goal prop a lot. In fact, I'm going to foreshadow it for best bets, but I'm actually going player prop for best bet tonight. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll be getting back to Jesper Brad right. uh, in the best okay. bet segment uh, when it's all said and done. All right, great stuff on this uh, Monday show. There's the two games on on tap for the uh, Monday card: uh, Carolina, Toronto, New Jersey, Ottawa. Uh, tomorrow we'll be back with a much bigger card. We've got uh, seven uh, games on tap for uh, Tuesday, so looking forward to breaking those down. Before we get to best bets uh, and wrap up the show. We do want to mention Super Bowl week has arrived. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the Super Bowl, the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country if, if DraftKings Sportsbook isn't in your state yet. You can still play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 
$50 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. You must be 21 years of age or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. And as Alex B. Smith says, who's not with us today because we, you know, we give him a break. He had a long, uh, or not a long, he had an enjoyable trip, if you see all the pictures uh, in hmm. Denver. Uh, but he had a long trip back from Denver to uh, Minneapolis. So we'll give him a break to, you know, decompress, get his uh, energy back again, and he'll be back with us tomorrow. Uh, on the Tuesday uh, Ice Guys show. So we'll have Alex back with us on the show uh, tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Also looking forward to Best Bets, our first Best bet segment post-All-Star break. Uh, Andrew, uh, what do you like tonight for Best Bet? Yeah, we're going to go with the Senators. I think it's a good spot for them. I don't like uh, Jack Hughes not being a part of this Devils club. I feel like it, it really hits them harder than it would uh, a lot of teams, you know, missing one player. Um and, and I, I and I trust these Senators players right now to uh, you know get up for games like this that are winnable at home here. Um, again, don't love the price here at minus one thirty five now, um, but I get bet it at minus one twenty, and I'll still recommend it. Uh, if you don't you know love that right now, you can go ahead and play the minus one. You might get a really good number on that. But I really think this is gonna you know sometimes we used to say must wins not will win. Well. Bouncing back doesn't mean you're always going to. And after getting throttled by the Leafs back-to-back nights, I don't really think anything's going to change here. Uh, give me an Ottawa 5-2 win. All right, there we go, which makes me happy because I like the over in that game. Uh, <laughs> Ottawa why I minus, did it. <laughs> yeah, minus 135 against New Jersey for a best bet. Like I say, I like the two overs tonight, but I'm going to go with the player prop best bet. The juice has climbed. That's disappointing, but I'm going to go with it anyway because I had it selected as my best bet like two hours ago when I was starting to get my notes together for the show. Uh, Jesper Bratt, New Jersey Devils, over two and a half shots on goal. It's up to minus 165 now at DraftKings. It was minus 140 earlier, so there's obviously more than just me liking that prop. But obviously this guy is just uh, shooting from anywhere right now. He's getting the looks. He's getting the scoring chances. He's going to be playing on the top line with Heeshear and Sharon Govich tonight uh, for the New Jersey Devils. Ample opportunity for Jesper Bratt. Uh, to find his way to three-plus shots on goal, which is something he has done with regularity in recent weeks. Jesper Bratt, over two-and-a-half shots uh, on goal uh, for my best bet for this Monday uh, Ice Guys show. All right, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button uh, if you're watching on YouTube. We appreciate it. Uh, it helps us out a lot. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, as well as Saturday and Sunday at noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Great to have NHL back. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.